And so if you're finding your stress, then use techniques like you said, clear that mind space and ask yourself, why did I make this decision in the first place? Why did I start on this journey? And then you have to stay loyal to your journey. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Welcome to our Mind Valley podcast. I am here today with Rob Raymond Reopal, a brilliant mentor and friend of mine. I've known Rob for about 12 years now, since I first saw him on stage in 2008. And Rob has been an inspiration for me in terms of money mindset, dealing with money. I wasn't always financially competent. I made some really dumb decisions. I barely knew how to like balance my finances when I was starting out as an entrepreneur. And ideas from Rob impacted my life in a big way. We're going to come to that in a second. First off, I want to welcome all of you who are joining us live here on Zoom, all of the Mind Valley members. We have over 200 members here right now, everywhere from Arkansas to Denmark to Zurich to Massachusetts to New Hampshire, Spain. Hi, everyone. It's so nice to see you guys again. So the Mind Valley podcast, we have evolved this podcast to take on a slightly interesting form of interview, Rob. So firstly, it won't just be me asking the questions. Members are going to ask questions as well. And I'll be bringing up members of our audience, our listeners, to actually come live. You'll see their face. They're from all around the world. And they get to ask questions. But to ensure that the questions are best for everyone, we're going to adopt the wisdom of crowd. So all of you, you'll see a Q&A box. You can go and ask questions. But you can also upvote other people's questions. So the two to three questions with the most number of upvotes, I'm going to bring you live. You're going to be on Mind Valley YouTube. You're going to be on Instagram. You're going to be in the podcast. You will get to directly engage with Rob and ask him the question. So Rob, welcome to Mind Valley. Let me just do a quick introduction on why I'm so excited to have you here. So in 2008, I picked up a book called Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by Ahav Ecker. Now, that book was a brilliant book, and it was all about disrupting your negative money beliefs. Now, that book, however, came with a $100 free ticket to Harv's seminar, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. So I showed up for the seminar. There were 5,000 people there in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, 5,000 people. Harv really knew how to pack a room. Now, Harv was teaching the seminar, but Rob, you were a guest teacher. Yeah, and I was co-training it with him. You were co-training with Harv. And so that seminar changed my life. Back then in 2008, I had a business. It wasn't the Mind Valley we have today. It was a, well, more like a website building shop. We built websites. People didn't know what Mind Valley were, but you knew some of the brands of websites that I built. But we were losing money. We were literally losing money. I had 18 staff, but I was burning through a quarter million dollars a month. I remember it was May 2008. Many of you guys may have read the story in my book. May 2008, I was losing a quarter million dollars a month. I attended this seminar, and the seminar made me understand that I had a negative rule or bullshit rule in my brain, and that was hard work equals success. Growing up in an immigrant family, an Indian family, it's very common in Asian families to espouse hard work beyond anything else. It's the immigrant mentality. But I had just become a father, and I was trying to balance between hard work and raising a baby boy who was not even one years old yet. And because I was taking time away from work to be a dad, 
that bullshit rule was telling me that I was going to fail. And indeed I was. I was making a quarter million dollars in revenue for the company, but we were losing $15,000 a month. And if we didn't stop this, I was soon going to have to lay off members of my 18-person staff. That was when I attended the Millionaire Mind Intensive, based on the book Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, by Rob and Harbecker. That's when I understood this thing about the hard work rule. And if you've read my books, you know what happened next. One year later, my life had completely changed. We had grown the company 400% in eight months. So we were making a quarter million dollars a month as a small business in May. By December, we had had our first million dollar month. It was in February 2009 that I put down the deposit, moved my team from a residential house to a proper office space. It was May 2009 that my life had taken a complete turnaround and I'd finally become the entrepreneur I'd always wanted to be. Now, in my book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, I remember mentioning that I attended a seminar. This was the man teaching that seminar, Rob Reopal. And this is why I'm so excited to have you guys here. So Rob, I wanted to acknowledge you for that 12 years ago. Do you guys remember that story from my book or from my speeches? Say yes, if you remember the story, because now you will see the connection. A lot of people are saying yes. So Rob, the story has become almost legendary in my life. Thank you so much for being a mentor and for helping me get rid of that bullshit rule. My absolute pleasure, my friend. Now, tell us about you. Tell us your story. Before we go into our key ideas for today, tell us your story. Well, you know, it's interesting because it's somewhat similar to what you just said. Growing up, I was taught if I work hard and I stay loyal to a company, that company's going to take care of me. And we know today that's not a reality. You're just another number, no matter how big the company is. But that's what I was taught. So that's what I did. By the age of 21, when I was laid off from three different companies, I'm going, what the heck's going on? I'm working hard. I'm staying loyal. And at the time where I live in Alberta, in Canada, we are in the middle of an oil bust. So oil prices were down. And that's a big part of our industry. So there was no work, no economy. And I'm newly married. And I'm like, I've got to do something to support my family until I find that real job. And I ended up starting delivering pizzas for Domino's Pizza. Did that. And from there, I was able to then become a manager within a year. My wife, she joined me. We moved to a new city to take over a store. We started working open to close seven days a week. Why? Because we know how to work hard. Just over a year later, we had the opportunity to become franchisees. But of course, there's one little issue. We didn't have any money. But I have my favorite word in the whole world vision is passion. If there's something I want to do, I'm going to find a way to create it. And so we started asking, how do you buy a business if you have no money? How do you get in? And by forming a management agreement, we were actually able to take over the two stores my franchisee owned because he wanted out. We were able to take over as management and until we could find a way to buy the stores. And from studying and going through a lot of trials, like people going, hey, pay me $1,000 upfront fee. I guarantee I'll get you the loan. We'd pay them. Nothing would happen. But we learned something new every time. And about four months in, we ended up having enough confidence and new knowledge to go to our bank that we had dealt with. And we knew what to say, how to say it, how to present ourselves. And they ended up financing 100% of both of the stores for us. And so also we now became franchisees and we thought we had it made. We're now business owners. <laughs> we were franchisees for nine years. At the eight-year mark, though, we're not doing well. We're $150,000 in debt going down quickly. And funny enough, 
someone gave us two tickets to a little seminar called the Millionaire Mind Evening. <laughs> My wife and I, the only reason we showed up is because each ticket had a $39 value. And thank goodness my money blueprint would not let me waste that money. <laughs> and we walked in frustrated, not feeling well. Why are we here? Two hours later with Harv, we walked out going, wow. And we paid $600 to go to the three-day weekend, which, and that was in March of 2001. June of 2001 is when we went to the three-day weekend. The only reason we showed up was to get our money back. See, because our mind was going, we can't afford this. We shouldn't be here. We need to get the money back. And I was ready for a battle. It's like, tell me you're not going to give me my money back. I'm ready. But the woman who was there was so nice. She knew what was going on in my mind. And she said, look, I can't do anything right now. Come in for the first little bit. By lunch, I'll have an answer for you. So we walk in. By lunchtime, she comes, finds us and says, do you want to talk about your refund? And I'm like, I'm having too much fun. Because now we're in the energy. And from that one weekend, we went from being over $150,000 in debt to actually retiring completely financially free nine months later when we were 32. Nine years. months? So in my nine case, months. Eight months. in eight months, I grew the business 400%. Now, by the way, guys, book recommendation. Both of us are talking about Harvecker. He's retired right now. So I'm not sure if the seminars are still running, but you can get the book Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. You can buy that. I strongly recommend that book. Now, Rob, you went on to become a trainer with Harv. You were teaching the Millionaire Mind seminar. Is that seminar still running? It Well, BC before COVID. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was still teaching it all over the world. Right now with the lockdowns, we're not. But once the lockdowns lift, you'll see us teaching it again. Okay. Great. So those of you who want to attend the seminar, just pay attention. Is there a website or something where people can go to learn about it? I honestly don't know the answer to that right now. I right, because everything is shut down, right? Exactly, well, yeah. Yeah, and, and I just wanted to put it out there for convenience in case people were curious. In the meanwhile, a good reference book is Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by Harbecker. Check it out, okay? Yeah. It's an easy read, but it really helps you understand all of these ideas about money blocks. Now, Rob, I remember core idea that you shared with me in that seminar, and it had to do with five money jars. I remember my then wife and I, back then I was married to Christina, we were so excited about it. We created those money jars in our living room. To this day, the money jars are still there, except a couple of them have been broken by a dog. Now, I'd love for you to share the money jar idea. And all of you listening, even if you're on a podcast, do your best to write this down or remember this or pull over because these five money jars, I love this concept and it changes people's lives in a very, very, very remarkable way. Robert? People have to understand that money is a tool. That's all it is. And it's important where it's important. It's not important where it's not. And so most people get so emotionally attached to it, they mishandle it. So the five jars is just a way of making sure you manage your money. And in fact, it's going to be six jars. So the first one, is taking care of your financial freedom. It's called an FFA jar, financial freedom account. And you pay this one first because that's what successful people do. They don't wait till the end of the month and see if they have money left over before they think of their financial freedom. So you take 10%, you put that in there first. Let's make sure. So firstly, it's called the six jars. Now, am I remembering that wrong or did you add another jar? It's been six from the beginning. Okay, but so that you may, means you may notice one that there maybe you forgot about. 
Well, like I said, I took it in 2008. So I lost a number in the last 12 years. Okay, so jar number one is called the FFA jar. And could you tell us what that stands for again? Financial Freedom Account. Financial Freedom Account. Now, what I'm doing, guys, is I'm taking notes on Mindvalley's new shared note-taking utility, insights.mindvalley.com. So after this call, if you go to insights, you'll be able to see notes directly from this episode directly typed out for me, okay? insights.mindvalley.com. So if you're driving, don't worry. You'll be able to find this if you go to insights.mindvalley.com forward slash vision. Okay, so the first one is the financial freedom account. Let's hear what goes in that jar. That's everything for your financial freedom. It could be investments that are for your future when you retire. It could be for what we call the passive business income. If you want to start a business that will create an ongoing passive income, again, for your future, not to live off of, this is all about your financial freedom. You can use the money towards that. So anything that's going to return some kind of interest to you, stocks, bonds, Bitcoin, your retirement, you know, Canada, we have RRSPs, USA have IRAs. That's what this account is for, to grow for your financial future. Perfect. Okay. So that's the first jar. Now, when you say jar, we're not literally talking about a glass jar. So in my home, I remember Christina created these jars as a memento, as, as a reminder tool, but you're not actually talking about a glass jar. This could be a specific bank account or sub account where you're saving your money to invest in opportunities that can create future passive income. I okay. use the jar still to visually see it because the mm. visual is memorable. But yes, and the reason we break it down into jars is because people have to understand, don't just put all your money in one account and wonder why things aren't working. Actually have six different accounts because you're teaching the universe that you are managing and separating your money so mm -hmm. that each part does its job. Okay, and that's why the jars are very visual and very powerful. Let's go on to the second jar. LTSS. And that stands for long-term savings for spending. And this okay. is where, so yeah, long-term savings for spending. This is 10% again. And this is for maybe you want to save up for the down payment on a house. Maybe you want to buy a new car. Maybe a family vacation. This is money where you're saving it up so that you know eventually you're going to spend it, but you need to save up a bit your children's college education or university. And on this account, you can actually have several of them going on at the same time because you might be saving for more than one thing. Got it. So it could be your kid's education. It could be your future car. It could be your future home. These are necessities. These are things you guys, everyone needs, but not things that will return money to you, but necessities. Don't call them necessities. We're going to cover that one in a moment. Long-term savings that you intend to spend. Long-term savings that you intend to spend. Great. Let's go on to jar number three. To me, the most important one, education. This is your own education. This is not your children's. It's not someone else's. This is your own education. 10% goes into that. And Vision, you know, the greatest investment anyone can make is in themselves. Right. It is the one investment they'll never lose out on. And the moment I started spending on my own education, that's when my financial my mental, my emotional, my spiritual, my physical, and my financial life just started changing rapidly because I started investing in me. So this, so is, what, number three. You, this is what you would spend on seminars, on Mind Valley membership, on books, on so, and so on. Absolutely. The Great. fourth one is now the necessities jar. And this is 55%. This is your 
mortgage payment, your rent payment, your car. I don't need it, but a haircut, something that vision needs, a haircut every once in a while. This is the necessities of your day-to-day living. And that's 55%. And the biggest thing we get on this one, Vision, people go, are you kidding me? I wish I only needed 55%. And so here's the thing that we respond to that. If you cannot keep your necessities within 55%, either earn more money or spend less or both, because it's so easy to want that instant gratification. I want a big house. I want a brand new car, but I don't have the income to pay for it. When I sat in the audience, one of the reasons I was in $150,000 in debt is because my necessities was well over 100% every single month. And so that was driving me in debt. So I did what I could. Here's what I want people to understand about this system. The money has nothing to do with it. The habit of managing your money is way more important than the amount of money. So even if you start with a dollar, have it. Have it. Consistently start doing it. And so my wife and I, that's what we did. We started with just very little money, like $10 a month, just dividing it. And today, my necessities are under 20% of my income. So it's cool that that number dropped. It was well over 100. But over the years, we've dropped it to under 20% because we've raised our income. And I'm still conscious about keeping my expenses. I'm not going to live a huge extravagant life that keeps me having to be financially stressed. I love this. I love this. And I think this is a real key message. Everyone can live in that 55%. Without a doubt. Then the fifth jar is the fun one. It's called, and this might be the one that you didn't do. It's the play jar. The play jar. This is for 10% of your income goes into the play jar. And this is just to do things that you normally wouldn't do. So like every time I come to Malaysia and you and I get together this is where the play jar would be. Let's go to a restaurant where there's no prices on the menu. We order whatever we want because we're not worried about the price. We're just out to have an experience. Think of it as your experience jar. This is what allows that inner child to play. One of the reasons I've found that people financially end up struggling and yet so frustrated is because they never allow themselves to play. They're so focused on the debt that they're in. And right. of course, if you focus on debt, you get more of it. And you've heard the stories of people who saved their money all their life. And all of a sudden, one bad investment wipes them out. To me, that's because this inner child's going, let me play, let me play, let me play. And you don't. And finally, it goes, I'm going to play anyway. And it comes out in a weird way. That's so interesting because you are the third person I've interviewed on this podcast who has said, stop budgeting your money. So Ramit Sethi said that. I interviewed him two years ago. That same month, I interviewed Phil Town. Ramit Sethi is the expert on investment advice for millennials. His website is, I will teach you to be rich. Phil Town is an incredible teacher of value-based investing. Both of them said, budgeting is bullshit. Why? Because we've been trained to believe that we have to responsibly budget, 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 budget. But what are you actually telling your mind? You're saying money is scarce. You're saying operate from fear. You're saying I need to be in survival mode. And that becomes your reality. And you know what? When each of them said that, I would remember the jar method. The jar method is a far more intelligent, profound way other than budgeting. So I get the play jar. So the play jar, so what sits here is maybe fine dining, a massage. Would that fit there? Absolutely. For me, massage is a necessity, but... For most people, massage is, I'll do it if I can afford it. 
this is where you mess with your mind vision. You mess with it. Can you imagine going into McDonald's? Not that I'm recommending yeah. people do, but can you imagine going into McDonald's, buying a Big Mac, sitting down and pulling out a bottle of Dom Perignon <laughs> to have with your hamburger? That's what you call planning. That's called messing with your mind, showing the universe right. that you can have an amazing life. I love this. Okay, so all of this add up to 95%. What about yeah. that extra 5%? That is the give job. Okay. Contribution. And for people who believe it's a necessity to give 10% to church, charity, whatever it is, not a problem. The other 5% comes from your necessity jar because it is a necessity for you. Because giving, and it's really important for people to understand, no matter what financial position you're in, find a way to give as part of your day-to-day -day life. So if financially you don't have money to give, my wife and I were $150,000 in debt. And going, giving 10% away, we can't do that right now. But what's just as valuable as money or even more valuable? Your time. Yes. So in this jar, you can buffer it by giving time. So today, it's so easy for my wife and I to just write a check for something. So we do both still. We love to contribute financially, but we also volunteer a lot. We love to actually be there. We love animals, so we work with animals. We go to homeless shelter and get in the kitchen, just cook. And we go in, and here's a key to stuff I teach people in one of my other courses is we go in with no attachment. We don't go in saying, hey, I'm here to help, but I better do this or this. We shock people because we go in and we say, where do you need us? What do you need us to do? And if we're new, they're going, well, you're going to kind of get the crappy jobs. Perfect. We'll do it with a smile. We're just happy to be here and help in any way we can because there's no ego involved in it. And that's what I really want people to understand is if you can't give money, give some of your time until the financial comes back in line for you. I love it. I love it. Okay, so I have typed this out. The notes for this are now available to all our community members. Please go to insights.mindvalley.com. If you don't see it there, you will see it on insights.mindvalley.com forward slash vision or simply search insights for the six jars. Now, keep in mind, any of you, any of our members here, any of you can go to Insights, turn it on for yourself, log in with your Mindvalley account, and use it as a note-taking utility. Soon, our podcast is going to be interactive. All of us can share notes with each other. But right now, you guys will already see it at the front page of Insights. Okay, so don't worry about taking this down. All of it is going to be there. Now, Robert, I love that. I love the Six Jars concept. And what it occurs to me is that the Six Jars is a really, really, really cool idea because you are directly through a mathematical model, putting people in the right frame of mind to think wealthy, to think abundant. I just love the model because when I heard you preach this model in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia in 2008, it solidified all of the ideas I'd learned from Harbecker, from the Millionaire Mind Seminar into a practical model that I could use. I remember going to my bank and I started actually opening up multiple banking accounts, started partitioning my money so that I could start reinforcing this habit as much as possible. And every time a new person joins Valley, I take them out for lunch and I have a group of new hires, eight to 10 people at a time. And I ask them to share with me what are their biggest challenges. And for millennials, the two biggest challenges that most frequently come up are my love life and my money life. So I'm noticing this as very common for people under 35. And every time it's my money life, I share with them the jar concept. 
and I point them to our previous interview, which is on Mind Valley Mentoring. So thank you so much. I really wanted to acknowledge you for that idea. Now, we're not done yet. We're halfway through, and I've typed out the notes and made it available for everyone. I want to go on to the second key idea that you are going to share with us today. And this is called the concept of authority, the authority formula. Let's go into that, Robert. Here's the thing, because something I said earlier about if your necessities, you can't keep it within 55%, earn more or spend less or both. And so most people, and I'm going to ask this kind of to your audience. First of all, I saw a comment come through with how much flexibility is there. You're thinking about the amount. <laughs> Get rid of the amount. Habit, habit, habit. Just start at watch the magic work. Start with a dollar, start with $10, doesn't matter. But when you talk about earning more money to be able to divide, here's a question. How many of you have noticed that there's people that have the same amount of knowledge or experience as you do, but yet they seem to make more money than you? And if I can ask your audience, if you understand that, type yes in the chat. I'd love to see the scrolling go. And I do my trains. I love being interactive that way. Well, the difference between people who make more money, even if they have the same or less knowledge or experience you, is they're seen as an authority. Mm -hmm. They've been put into a position. And so I started as I've been training around the world the last 20 or 18 years, I've been studying wealthy people and their habits. And I noticed that there's actually keys. So I call it the authority key, how to unlock and open the door to success. And so when I look at that, I've noticed that there's some very specific things that they have in common that allow them to position themselves in authority. And one of the reasons this is key is because instead of chasing customers, how many of you'd love to have customers chase you? Now, Valley is an example. When you started Vision, you were out there trying to get people to be authors with you, to catch the idea. And that's where you started. But now you get overrun with the people coming to you going, let me be on your platform. I want to be there. And now you get the choice of the cream of the crop. Why? Because Valley is the authority. And people know what you do for us. And you're so top of mind. So that's what I'm now teaching people is how to get themselves naturally positioned to be seen as an authority. Doesn't matter your job. Doesn't matter your business. You can become an authority no matter what. If you've enjoyed this podcast, consider joining Valley All Access. Now you can sign up to Valley All Access and unlock every Valley program instantly. Get access to transformation from all of the world's best minds in everything from parenting to biohacking to mind, body, spirit, entrepreneurship, work productivity. Learn from the likes of Ben Greenfield, Jim Quick, Shafali Sabari, Stephen Kotler, and more. All available to you for less than $2 a day. Simply visit mindvalley.com forward slash now. That's mindvalley.com forward slash N-O-W. And you'll be surprised to see that Mindvalley All Access now comes with advanced technologies to completely transform your learning, your networks, and your human connections, including our new private social network for students, Connections by Mindvalley, and our Altered State Inducement app, Ombana, which complements our regular training with Altered State methodologies to transform you at a subconscious level. Check it all out on mindvalley.com forward slash N-O-W. Mindvalley.com forward slash now. Now, how did you become an authority? 
And I want to dig deeper into that story because you went from owning a set of Domino's pizza restaurant franchises and nine months later being able to retire. I'm curious to know what happened in that nine months. What were some of the mindset shifts? And then now you're an authority. I mean, you share the stage with Harv Eker. There are thousands of people who come and hear you speak. I'm curious to know about that leap as well. Could you share a little bit of what was going on in your head and what were some of the lessons that got you there? First of all, for me, everything I've done throughout my life, when I look back, I automatically start working towards becoming an authority. And I've actually put that into a formula as well. And if people want to write down the word vital, just put it vertically. The V stands for you have to become a virtuoso, which means you have to find a way, get started and start learning. Most people, what stops them from becoming an authority vision is they say, I need a job and they want to start at the top. For me, in my dominoes, where did I start? Like 95% of franchisees, I started as a driver. I started as a driver. So when it came to going from being a franchisee in beginning of 2001, in January 2001, out of necessity, I had to sell one of my stores because we were so financially crippled. And because I was in the mindset I had to sell, I'm not going to say a person took advantage of me because I now understand I created the reality. I allowed them to treat me in a way where I felt taken advantage of because I had to sell that store. That was in January 2001. March, I heard hard for the first time. My mindset changed. June, I went to the Millionaire Mind Intensive. My life changed. September, I was in a five-day camp called Warrior Camp, which you know. That changed my life. And all of a sudden, my wife and I went, we have one store left. One thing we do know is we're no longer, one of the reasons we're in debt is we're not enjoying Domino's Pizza anymore. And so we're not treating it like a business properly. So that's what was causing us to go into debt. And the moment we made the decision that we want to sell, not we have to, all of a sudden, people that didn't want our store because they couldn't expand from that location, all of a sudden, three people wanted that store. Three people out of the blue. And we went to the first person. We said, look, here's the price, non-negotiable. Possession date, non-negotiable. We'll give you the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll tell you everything. If you live up to all this stuff, the deal goes through. But if you don't, no, no problem, no upset. We just go to the next person in line. And we ended up selling the store from a year earlier, being so stressed out and feeling taken advantage of out of necessity selling one store to all of a sudden, just over a year later, selling the second store at our terms with so, no stress. Okay, so I just want to be vulnerable here and ask you, what do you think is going on? I'm making that confused expression on my face because as you're sharing the story, I'm relating it to something strange I'm experiencing in my life. Now, those of you listening, tell me if you've noticed the same thing, okay? So recently, I started speaking to investors about investing in Mind Valley. Now, we were growing great. Everything was great. And all of a sudden, we got an investor and they signed a deal and the money hasn't flowed in yet, but we have to hit certain milestones. And deep inside, I start getting a fear. Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I make the growth targets that they're asking for? All of a sudden, mysterious shit starts happening and Mind Valley starts breaking. Our commitment to our customers is going well. Our product development is going well. But weird bugs would happen. For example, we were launching in China. And so we were adding Chinese fonts to our website. Something went wrong. And because Chinese fonts are so complex, it slowed down our entire website. And in November this past year, we lost close to a million dollars in sales because our website was moving so slow. And we couldn't figure out why until 
three weeks later, we detected that it was a Chinese spawn plug-in that was slowing things down. At that point, a million dollars, poof, we lost money that month. And I was stressful as fuck. That put me in another spiral. Damn, can I really do this? Can I really do this? Are we going to succeed? Are we going to hit our targets? And so I was meditating one day. I was asking the universe for guidance. And I start realizing that I am limiting myself, that I'm doubting myself. I start seeing myself and I start seeing these like, your subconscious speaks to you in symbolism. And so I start using Silva techniques and I start clearing. So Silva Ultramind is a creative visualization tool, a little bit more complex than that, but it happens at the alpha level of mind. I start using Silva techniques to clear, to rebuild my confidence, to shift the energy. All of a sudden, in two weeks, problems start disappearing and breakthroughs start happening. We just hit a new revenue record. Sales have just shot through the roof. And to be honest, we don't even know why. We've been doing what we've been always doing, but all of a sudden, the company started exploding again. And I can't, for the life of me, figure out what's going on. My confidence came back. But what do you think is going on in that scenario? Because it seems very similar to what happened with you when your connection to dominoes shifted. Well, think, and I'm going to take you back to a warrior principle, an equation I gave you at warrior. E plus R equals O. And you might want to put that in your notes because it's really powerful. It's not the event that equals your outcome. It's the event plus how you respond to the event that's going to equal your outcome. And so when I sold the first store, every time a delay came in or he changed the deal, I got more stressed. I got pissed off. I got upset. I played the victim. What's going on? Why is this happening to me? How dare he do this to us? So I was putting out, and you know, everything's energy. And to the universe, the energy I was putting out was just attracting. The universe is only going to say yes. So if you're putting out crappy energy, it's going to give you a lot more crap. It's just coming right back at you. Mm. So the main difference was also now my mind was so clear that A, if we sell, great. B, if we don't, It's now systemized, making us money. So great. It's a passive income. I don't have to sell my store anymore. And because I had that confidence when the demon dragons would come in and try to take me off course or get me upset, like as an example, everything was going perfect with our buyer until the day he had to put down a non-refundable deposit and he didn't show up to give me the check. And inside I'm like, I'm furious, but I phoned him up. I said, Eric, what's going on? And he's like, but, 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 uh, and I said, you know what? Deal's done. And I hung up the phone. See, I had to hold to my integrity. We'd been very upfront with him. He called me right back and he said, what's going on? I said, have we been clear on everything? We told you all the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. Were we not clear that if you didn't live up to your end, the deal's done? He goes, yes, you were. I said, so we're now going on to the second buyer. Thank you for your time. And he's like, but I want to do the deal now. Ambition. Here's where I had a decision. I could have said, great, because inside I'm like, yes. But something inside of me, for some reason, I went, no, the deal's done. If you want the deal, if you still want the store, the price just went up $5,000. You have three hours to decide, and I hung up the phone. Wow. I looked at my wife, and she's looking at me going, what did you just do? And I'm like, I don't know, but it felt right. (laughs) Within a couple minutes, he called me back saying, I agreed in the new terms. I'm on my way down with the check. And everything stayed on course. Amazing. So how you respond to what's coming in is what's going to equal that outcome of your life. And so if you're finding your stress, then use techniques, like you said, 
clear that mind space and ask yourself, why did I make this decision in the first place? Why did I start on this journey? And then you have to stay loyal to your journey. You have to stay loyal because there's so many instant distractions, squirrels that are going to try and take you off. And think of this, you know, the power of algorithms. Yes. And people have watched the social dilemma and they're freaking out. They're going, how dare they? How? And it's like, are you kidding? This is the greatest thing in the world right now. Because if you're looking at using something like Facebook or something, and all of a sudden you're going, I'm getting all these things that I don't want. Bullshit. You're only getting what you're putting into your computer. Something as simple as scrolling down and you pause for a couple extra seconds on an ad. The computer's going, they like this. Let's send them more. And if you understand this, why not use it to your advantage? See, someone goes, oh, if you disagree with my opinion, unfriend me. No, go unfriend yourself. Why am I doing the work for you? If you put in great information, and so now on my Facebook, as an example, I only focus on the things I like, and now I'm getting more of it. And the change is instantaneous because of the algorithm. That's such a beautiful metaphor. That's such a beautiful metaphor. I love that. I love that. That's phenomenal, Robert. So we were talking about this formula you mentioned called the vital formula for becoming an authority, V-I-T-A-L. So virtuoso, start wherever you can. Just start learning. Find a way to get in. I don't care if you're scrubbing toilets in an industry that you want to learn about. You just get in. This I stands for impression. Make an impression. If you want to know how I became T. Harvecker's very first protege, his very first trainer, is because the moment my wife and I retired, we spent the next two and a half years volunteering at every event he put on. And this is when he was still only in Canada. He right. wasn't even worldwide. And one day, it was in the summer of 2002, he pulls me into his car and he says, I need you to help me out. And I said, sure, how? He says, I need you to go on stage tonight for five minutes. I'm designing a new program. We've got our guest up there. I need you to just give some instructions, send everybody to bed. This is why I tell people it's amazing how five minutes can change your life. Because for that five minutes, he put me on stage and I went through a shit storm in my head. I was freaked out. I was everything, but I got present. I just finished a four day Zen retreat with wow. his Zen master. So I centered myself. I went on and did five minutes. And that launched my training career because I didn't know I was the first person he'd ever done that for. And years <laughs> later, when Harvey and I are sitting down and he asked me, he says, do you know why I put you on the stage for the very first time? And I said, no. He says, because I could not ignore you anymore. You were showing up and being of service so much that that day I'm trying to talk to a student at a break, but you're running a meeting off to the side and I cannot ignore your energy. You've made such an impression on me. I knew I had to get you to help me that day. And from doing five minutes, I started helping them with breaks. I started doing some of the training. I started coaching. And then I became the very first person to ever teach the MMI on their own other than heart. And we broke the mold and exploded worldwide. That is amazing. Millionaire, you became the new Harbecker. That's phenomenal. So become a virtuoso. Get started and start learning and start mastering in your field. And then make an impression. That's the I. Okay. And then the T stands for tractable. It means be malleable. Don't be so stuck in your ways. Be willing to be molded. Be willing. So when you have a mentor, the mentor is going to teach you things you don't know. And one of the reasons most people don't succeed when they have a mentor or a coach 
is because they get stuck in their own ways. They're not willing to make adjustments. So you've got to be willing to be that person that says, okay, I don't know what I don't know. And I'm learning from this person because they obviously know something I don't. Mm. So I'm going to listen to them and I'm going to allow myself to be changed. So when I coach trainers, because I've trained thousands of trainers on the stage, and when I go on, I'll sit there and I'll stop them. Turn this way. Lift your head up. Put a pause in there. Look more at your audience in this way. And the ones that are tractable, they'll get it and their presence enhances. But then there's people, and you know, you can teach them, teach them, teach them. But the moment you're gone, they go back to their old way of being. So you've got to be willing to be tractable. The A stands for attitude. Attitude. You know, you've got to have an attitude of gratitude. Or something my mom taught me right from the beginning. She said, Robert, I don't care what kind of day you're having. The moment you step into your work or your job, you change your attitude and you have a good day. And so when I'm driving with Domino's Pizza, I received a nickname, Mr. Happy. Because every time I'd show up at work, I was in a good mood. But I took it to another level. If I noticed someone else that was working and they weren't having a good day, because how many people realize one person that has a negative bad attitude can impact the whole workspace? And so I would walk in and if I saw someone in a bad mood, I zeroed in on them and I would not quit bugging them until they were smiling and having a good time. And within a couple months, it only took me opening the door and all of a sudden people would see me and they go, cheers, have a good time. And the energy in the store shifted. I'm laughing about this because I've seen this so visibly in you. Like you, I remember you came and visited the Mind Valley office once and you just carry positive energy with you. I believe there's way too many serious people on this planet. And so you've got to have fun. Life's too short not to have fun. What does the T stand for? The T. Mm-hmm. The, the T was tractable. Tractable. Okay, so I have W-I-T-A-L. Sorry, the L. The L. The L, you have to be loyal. Loyal. Okay. Loyal. Loyal to your dreams. We talked about this a little earlier. Loyal to your dreams. Loyal to your commitments. So many people, their mind and their energy and their loyalties changes on the drop of a hat. And that's why they aren't as successful as they could be. People have accused me of being too loyal sometimes. But for me, if I make a commitment, I'm following through one. And I take it not just to other people, but then the hardest part was bringing it back to being loyal to my own dreams, being loyal to my commitments to me. Because how many people give up on themselves before they'll give up on others? You cannot give what you don't have. I love this. If you can't be loyal to you, who can you be loyal to? And the reason I use the word vital, because if you embrace these five things, you will become a vital person in anything that you do. And that puts you as an authority. I love this. This is beautiful, Rob. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So now what we want to do is we want to go with questions from the audience. So if you guys click on the Q&A box, and by the way, Rob, we are now at 439 people live here. So Isan Sahibnaza has the highest voted question. Isan, I'd like to bring you on. So let's confirm, Isan, that you're comfortable with me shining the spotlight on you and having you ask this question. Okay, I'm going to make you a panelist, Isan, just so you're prepared. Feel free to turn on your webcam if you like, so we can all see you. Isan, you're now a panelist. Hi, Isan. Hi, nice Vishen. to Hi. see you again. Nice to see you. Thank you. 
I like that you've grown a mustache. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I actually should say that I love technology and IT before going to the university. But because of the money, I selected petroleum engineering, and I got master of science in that field. I go there. And when I come to the Canada, I wanted to switch to the field that I dream about. That I came to the IT and worked there, and find that no, still it's, it's not that what I was looking for that one. And again, uh, last month that I talked with you, if you remember, with the Dr. Tal Ben Shahar, after talking with you, the company called me and they told me that we lay off half of the employees and you are one of them. And I was happy actually. But still, I'm like crazy people looking for my direction, and I couldn't focus on my direction. If I show you, for example, you know, I love many subjects. This is my table. I study psychology, neuroscience, quantum physics, even music creation, everything. I love everything, and I can focus. So what's your suggestion? Stay with it. Get loyal, because you're allowing yourself to be too distracted. So and, to which one? And, Which one resonates with you? Quit overthinking it. Choose one. Say, I commit to, for the next three months, to putting my energy on this. No matter what tries to distract me, I'm staying loyal until I come out the top of that three months. Because here's what happens. People start on their journey. They get distracted. They start on another journey. Get distracted. Start on another one. They forget to complete what they started. So give yourself a three-month commitment and say, I'm going to choose. And I don't care if you go to your desk, you go like this, you go this. And whatever your finger touches... Give the commitment to that and then stay loyal to it and watch what will happen in your life. I like that. It goes back to the vital formula, the L being loyalty. So, Isan, thank you so much. Thank you so much for thank asking. You. Thank you. Thank you Rob, so much. Thank you so much for the answer. We're going to go on to the next question. So our next person is Sabine. Sabine Andra. Sabine, you have the highest rated question. I'm going to make you a panelist so that you can ask this. Sabine, come on stage and let's have you ask your question to Robert. Hi, Sabine. Introduce Hi. yourself and tell us where you're at right now. My name is Sabine. I'm half German, half English, and I live in Spain, about 130 kilometers north of Barcelona on the Costa Brava. Beautiful. So, and your question is? My question is, well, I suppose like a lot of people, money, money blocks are an issue and I'm a bit overwhelmed of where would I start? So if to... Boil it down. If you could only give one advice, what would be my main focus? What should be my main focus? Where do I start my journey? I would say, and I'm going to make a little guess. Can I do a little coaching with you? Sure. <laughs> a, you're an analyzer. You like to analyze everything. But B, yes. you're really hard on yourself. And if you make any mistakes, you get tough on yourself. So for me, it's the one advice would be give yourself permission that you deserve to have wealth in your life and that uh -huh. you deserve it. Start with that and be gentle with yourself. All right. Very interesting. Thank you. Yeah. And yes. you notice, Mission, she's analyzing. Very yes. <laughs> no, I'm actually, it very much ties up because I'm doing also, I'm doing the Marissa Pierce quest. Uh, I don't know if you know her, but Vision obviously does. And it's part of her teachings also when you get to the wealth and allowing yourself to be abundant. So thank you very much. Thank you for the answer. Now, for those of you who are tuning in the podcast, watching on YouTube, you can find notes on the vital technique by going to insights.mindvalley.com. Search for Riopel. It should show up under Riopel. Or follow me, insights.mindvalley.com forward slash vision. 
and you will see I've shared my notes on the vital techniques so everything is typed out for you, okay? Now, let's go on to the next question. And this is an interesting one. This is by Bridgette Cirelli. Bridgette often asks us the best questions. So, Bridgette, I'm going to be bringing you on shortly. Get your webcam ready. There we go. You are now rejoining the webinar as a panelist. Bridgette, you can turn on your webcam and talk to Robert. Hi. And I have my good camera on this time. <laughs> hey, Bridgette. Nice to see you again. Hi. Nice to see you. Thank you, Robert. It's a very informative talk, and I'm appreciating this. My question is around COVID. So right now, there's a lot of financial insecurity. So how can we apply these lessons with the financial insecurity that a lot of us are feeling right now? Clear your feet. So let me ask a question. On your social medias, what is it you're getting a lot of? Are you seeing a lot of negativity and fear and all that coming up on your different social medias? I don't spend a lot of time on social media, to be honest. <laughs> no, perfect. Yeah, I did a cleanse a couple of years ago of where I gave up all social media for a month. And so maybe I go five minutes a day. Okay. So what you did two years ago, do now internally. Clean your feet. Because okay. if you're putting out, I'm feeling insecure, or what about this? What about that? That's what you're going to get more of. And this is where, you know, one of the kind of keys is audacity. Those who dare succeed. So as an example, right now in all this turmoil, and one of my main sources of revenue is for me traveling around the world doing trainings. Well, that's been gone. And so even though hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue is gone, I'm audacious enough to be building a training center on my property right now and construction's halfway done of a quarter million dollar addition just to my training center. And other people going, but what about the financial crisis? I'm going, what about it? I'm planning for the future and I'm going to be audacious and actually say this is where I'm going. And so have the audacity to not listen to other people's fears and make them your own. Have the audacity to say, what's my dream? If this was a perfect world, and this is one of my practices in the morning, I take five minutes in the morning. I ask myself, what would a perfect day look like for me today? And I visualize that. Okay. Now, does it always turn out that way? No, but that's how I start my day. And that allows me to clean and cleanse my feet. I love that. Thank you, Robert. And thank, thank you, you so much, Bridget. Thank you, Vision. <laughs> Robert, we're reaching the end point of our conversation. And guys, I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you have some positive words to share with Robert based on his inspiration today, go ahead and just type it out in the comments. And I hope you enjoyed. What I love about the way you teach, Robert, and I noticed this when I first saw you on stage, you're so precise and you give us learning tools like the six jar method. It's so practical. It's so easy to implement the vital acronym so that we remember that philosophy of how to be an authority. I really appreciate the way you teach. And I just wanted to recognize that in you. There are a couple of like little questions that people have on the six jars. So Sundar said, can we start with three to 5% in each of the five jars and then constantly increase them to 10%? The numbers I gave you are just a guideline. And again, now you're thinking amounts, habit more important than the amount. So start off with whatever you can. Got it. Habit is more important than the amount. Nina, so thank you, Nina, for asking this. Wanted you to clarify the difference between jaw one and jaw two, financial freedom account and long-term saving for spending. Financial freedom, that's, think of it like a mama goose giving you golden eggs. When you retire, you live off the golden eggs, the money coming from that jaw. 
not the principal itself, the principal you never spend. It's only whatever interest, whatever money it gives you. That's your retirement. The long-term savings for spending is it's something you want to buy, but you know it's going to take you a little bit of time to save up for it. Mm. So you actually have a jar to do that. Love it. Okay, and finally, J.D. Vilachis, thank you for this question. J.D. asks us, which jar corresponds to business investment? That depends. (laughs) If you want to do a business that you want to start, that could be a long-term savings for spending. Save up the money to start the business. However, if it's one a business that you intend on making a passive business, then you can do that through your FFA, the financial freedom account. Because if you're not looking at needing it right away and it's for your freedom, you can actually take it. So if you have an IRA or an RSP or whatever the savings plan in your country is, and you can say, well, this lump of some money, I can actually use it and purchase this revenue stream or this business. And that money just keeps going back into your financial freedom. Then you can use that to report as well. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. Robert, where can people learn more about you? My website is the name of my book, successleftaclue.com. That's the easiest way to find me. And I do have a fan page on Facebook. Just put my name, Robert Riopel, in, and I'll say Robert Riopel's fan page. So you can find me there as well. I love that. Success left a clue. Go check it out. You'll see the book in the background of Robert's video here. Success left a clue. Go check out Robert. Great mentor, a guy who personally changed my life with his brilliant insights, a dear friend. And thank you so much for showing up here today, Robert. Every time I see you, I feel so much love and appreciation for everything that you have helped teach me. My pleasure. My pleasure. And for those of you who want notes on today's call, just go to insights.mindvalley.com. Depending on when you check it out, you will see the notes directly on the front page. Those of you who are live and Mindvalley members, if you go to insights.mindvalley.com, everything is typed out for you with the model for the six jars and the concept of the VITAL model for becoming an authority, insights.mindvalley.com. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you everyone for joining today. And this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.